0: Well, hello there, you fabulous interior design professional. I'm so glad you're here. Episode 216, Persistence Pays Off with Kate Haugen. Now, let me ask you a question. If you get rejected in some way, do you fold like a house of cards? (laughs) I do. Or are you one of those amazing people who thinks this is just the first no on the way to a resounding yes, and you just keep going? This conversation with Kate was therapeutic for me because she says, you know, persistence is like a muscle. You can strengthen it. You can get better at it. And I know this is true. The conversation we have, to me, feels more like a lunch date with a girlfriend, which I'm just so desperate for right now. I don't know about you guys. We even veer off to talk about someone who is so instrumental in helping Kate get her business launched, a Business of Design member, Suzanne Manlove, extremely generous in sharing invaluable information. And I haven't seen Suzanne face-to-face in a long time, and when I did see her, Most recently, she had red hair. So I mentioned, like, I really want my hair to be red like Suzanne's. In the meantime, between the time Kate and I recorded this and the time that this is airing, I did have a chance to see Suzanne over Zoom, and her hair's no longer red. It's still lovely, but it's no longer red. And if you're curious about what color her hair is now, and of course you are, if you're a Business of Design member, you'll find her photo in the show notes for an upcoming members-only podcast. So thank you, Suzanne, for that. And thank you so much for pulling up another human being and helping them run their business smarter, more strategically, more profitably. Everybody wins when that happens, and you'll hear that strong and clear in Kate's message. Kate added uh, the following to her application, Business of Design has transformed my business and proven it's possible to do both decorating and product design. I'm reading this out loud because during the interview, I was so carried away with having fun, I never even asked her about product design. So let me tell you what I know about Miragene designs. That is the line of textiles, fabrics, home goods, that Kate launched about five years ago. So whimsical, great, delightful colors. I'm absolutely in love with the grass cloth that has the ginkgo leaves on it. So I'm actively looking and setting my intention to the universe that I will find a client who needs exactly that, it's so beautiful. In order to launch this textile design business, Kate leaned into her background, which is in studio and fine arts. And, of course, a passion for textile design, which you can see comes through loud and clear. Honestly, make sure you check out her website, miragenedesigns.com. You can also find her on Instagram under the same handle. I should also say I love that the designs are printed in the United States, and I love that they are on environmentally friendly papers and fabrics. Again, that's Designs. Now I wish I had asked her how she came up with that name. In any case, I'm really glad you're here. Thank you so much for letting me do this podcast. You have no idea how this anchors my week and I look forward to having these conversations. I learned so much and I'm just so, so incredibly grateful to be part of this community but I'm not the only one who has wisdom to share as you hear week after week after week. So come on, you know who you are. If you are an ace at something, if you've figured something important out, if you've got something to teach this community, the microphone's all yours. Just fill out an application. I would love to have you on the show. And so with the wonderful person waiting in the wings right now, Cheryl Horn, she's going to give us some announcements and then you get to meet Kate. Hey Cheryl, what's
1: happening at Business of Design? Well, I know that everyone's just getting back to work after a long weekend. So hope everyone enjoyed the holiday and I will keep this short and sweet for today. Just a reminder, next week, April 14th, is our next BOD Live. And we're going to be talking about your dream team. We have BOD member and interior designer, Laura Martin Bovard, which I think is becoming a familiar name in the business of design community. Two of her staff members are going to be joining her and they're going to be leading the conversation. They are going to share the inner workings Of their team. And I know that Laura's staff have been with her for quite some time. So they're going to be talking about how they share responsibilities, how they delegate, how they really keep that dynamic uh, going in their office. So we're really excited to have that conversation. If you're already a BOD member, you're going to receive some reminder emails about that. So make sure you've marked your calendar and It is April 14th, but we're going to be doing it at a later time. It's going to be 9 p.m. EST. Every once in a while, we like to throw in a later session so that our Australian members don't need to wake up in the middle of the night in order to join us. So if you're a member, hopefully you can uh, join us for that call. And if you're not a member, uh, please think about joining us. These um, face-to-face meetings are really great to have open and candid conversations with the rest of our community. So something to look forward to. That's it for this week, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: Welcome to the Business of Design Podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too.
3: heard you dictating a text i do that too
0: (laughs) and then if you don't read them it's like oh my god (laughs) yeah that's bad i'm just hoping she's not going to keep texting me while we're talking i don't know how to turn that off anyway nice to nice to see you on this you too february and covid
3: (laughs) oh my gosh and well it's a snow day here it's our second snow day in a row we haven't had any snow until this year until now and um anyway it's a beautiful powdery white snow outside but great day to be inside
0: <laughs> oh yeah. You're in Virginia, right? Yes. Yes. Lovely. Just outland, DC. Oh, and so we must talk about Suzanne Manlove. How is she? <laughs> because she
3: is how I found you. She's the best. She's amazing. She's my hero. I so admire her. Oh my goodness. That's so lovely. I am
0: thinking of her for two reasons. One, because I knew you were coming on the show, but number two, yeah. she has the prettiest red hair, and I think I'm going to dye my hair red. <laughs> so I was actually looking at pictures of her, so now she's listening saying, this is getting weird. But anyway, her hair is really pretty. I bet she would take it as a compliment. My no hair is very COVID right now. I just It's just always in a clip. I don't know what to do with it. It's tragic. Anyway. <laughs> There's bigger problems in the world than my hair, that's for sure. But uh, Well, anyway.
3: hair is an important, it's important. <laughs> well, yours
0: <laughs> looks lovely. You're pulled together oh. beautifully, um, as Thank I would you. have expected. I loved oh. your application because it was just so full of positive energy and how excited oh. you are about collaboration. And I guess that that's yes. a nice tie-in with Suzanne because she's actually the person who kind of pulled you, you know, by the shirt sleeve and said, come on, there's a better way. Let's do this kind of thing.
3: Yes, absolutely. She deserves all the credit. And I, you know, she has, so she lives just a few miles away from me. I've known her for years and she and I first connected when I started, um, when I switched careers to come into this field. And she was just from day one, so supportive and just really so open, uh, willing to share information, and one—literally, I, I think it was the first time we met for coffee. The the first, the very first meeting, she said, "You should check out this podcast and this Kimberly Selden, Business of Design. You should start following her. You should start listening to her podcast." And at the time, I was, you know, just over, overwhelmed with everything so new, and she was totally right. So. Yeah, it's to her credit. We all need
0: that, you know, when we're starting out. And I remember that was one of the biggest frustrations. I knew a couple of designers who were pretty well known in uh, where I lived in Toronto. And yep. um, I remember one in particular, a man who's quite quite famous in Canada. And I said, you know, I'm just super excited. I'm getting started. And I, I need a painter. I just need a painter. Yeah. Do you Could you give me the name of a painter? And he said, yeah, you right. should try College Pro. I thought, huh, that didn't seem terribly generous. No, no offense to college pro, but I, you know, I knew he did really high-end right. homes. And I thought, well, that is really, really, that's, so that's how it's going to be. That's kind of how it felt to me. Like, oh, I right. see, we're supposed to hoard information and not help each other, which is just right. detrimental to all of us, right?
3: Right, right. And it's so the... When I realized there's plenty of work for everybody, and not not to jump ahead, but just you know, I said that in the application, there's so there's plenty of business out there, and everybody is different. Everybody has to find the right fit for them and their their niche and their style and way of working that's right for them and their clients. And 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 there's just it's we're so much stronger in the industry when we share and help one another.
0: It's so true. And And there's
3: no, there's no reason not to.
0: Yeah. You're so right. Um, So there are several things you need when you first get started, right? An angel to help you uh, direct you to, to whatever it is that you need. Uh, But you also have to have courage and you have to go and do some things that might be hard, right? And for me, that was right. networking, asking for work. Those things were a real challenge to me.
3: How do you feel about
0: those things?
3: Yes, they're, they're a challenge to me too. <laughs> so I will say I am a, an introvert by nature. So to get out there and to network and put myself out there and meet people and vendors and other trades and skilled craftsmen and women, it takes a lot of energy. It's not where I personally draw my energy from. And by the same token, where I do get so much energy from is after I put in the time, just seeing those relationships, um, take hold and grow and knowing that I've got a network of people that I can rely upon and collaborate with and and pull in when I need them. Um, but you have to get out there and it can be, it can be a challenge. It can be, Uh, a lot of work. Uh, And the way I look at it is that's my extended team. I, I couldn't do my work without them. So it's so rewarding when you find the right people and when you do get out there and put the work in.
0: My daughter, this morning very early, my daughter uh, was asked to speak at Career Day for her high school. And um, she's in her 20s and she's had a couple of jobs now. And one of the messages she hit on, which afterwards the staff of the school said, Thank you so much for saying that, was this one that none of the jobs she's gotten have come to her through filling out an application and waiting. They've all come yeah. from her going up to somebody she didn't know and saying, right. I want to do this. Is this something you could help me
3: with? And that's kind of what you're talking about, right? Right, exactly. And that, and I think I, I remember, it might've been on your podcast somewhere, somebody said, you know, if somebody says no, like, can I have the name of a fabulous painter? And they, and you, you run up against a brick wall, you don't get a good lead, then- ask somebody else. Yeah. So, <laughs> right? right. So just keep, just because one person isn't willing to share or um, doesn't mean that somebody else uh, won't. And, and so just keep asking, just try another door, try another, another path.
0: Don't you find so many of us are delicate flowers though? I like, I am like, I never asked another person for a painter because that to me just was like, oh, I see. I did something I'm not supposed to do. You're not supposed to share. And so I won't ask anymore because it just won't be rewarded anyway. And I'm kind of exaggerating, but you know what I mean? Like it's, we just internalize the first no as the way it is rather than the first no.
3: Right, right. Well, and even, you know, this came up on your Facebook page the other day. Somebody was asking about where do you find quality people and trades and, and, you know, one suggestion I shared was I was in a home. I walked into a home once um, and the built-ins in the main level living room were beautiful. And I was there with a mutual friend at non, a non-work-related event. And I asked the homeowner, who did your built-ins? I <laughs> because they were beautiful. And that contact, that that lead ended up being one of my best partners when it comes to millwork and, and cabinetry and, and built-ins. So just keeping your eyes open, you can be at a totally non-work-related event and find a really good lead.
0: So true. Are there other um, areas that you can see persistence having paid off in building your business?
3: Definitely. So I weigh in, first of all, marketing. I will say that is uh, extremely helpful. And I, it, it's while well, it's hard, I think, to relate one particular post to, okay, well, that post brought in... This project, which is worth X amount of dollars, it's hard to track it so linear, linearly. And when I've asked people, well, how did you hear about me? How did you find me? If it's if it wasn't word of mouth, and usually it's actually 90, 95% of it is word of mouth. <laughs> right, yeah. But but there is that five to 10% that is, well, I saw something on social media, or I saw speaking of partners and collaborating with others, I saw somebody tag you in a post and then that led me to you. And then I started going down a rabbit hole of your rabbit hole of your page. And just, you know, people do find um, you through marketing and social media. And so it is important. And I've also found even if they don't remember, or it's that repetition, that reinforcement, that just keeping your work um, and your business out there. So I don't have anybody um, else do the social media. It's, it's me that, that does it. Um, yes, it takes time, but I do think it's been really helpful and just being persistent. And, and I don't, you know, I, I just try to do a post every day, every other day. I try not to go crazy about it. Um, and, and, and be persistent with it. Cause I do think it helps.
0: Yeah, I do think it's that consistency, right? If a client sees your name one time, two times, 28 times, then they're like, oh, okay, maybe this is somebody I should talk to. Um, And I've ruined myself on social media because I talk about travel and tequila and, you know, and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) the calls I get about those two things are not client related, (laughs) So I I really not am not building relationships. No, no, I really am relying on <laughs> word of mouth. But you know, it's funny. Your clients, even the clients who don't engage, are lurking, right? Because I now I've had several clients now say, "I know you love tequila," and so we got you a bottle of tequila. I'm like, "Oh, they know uh, that from social media. That's the only way they would know that." So right. um, okay, so so then it, is persistence? I guess this is what I want to know: is persistence a habit you can build? and get stronger at, you know, like, is it a muscle that we can make stronger, that we can strengthen? Because I still can be a delicate flower. I still can hear no and think, I'm going to just go over to this corner and die instead of just go ask the next person and it'll probably be a yes.
3: Right. Right. Well, I think that's also, I do think it's a muscle. That's a really good question. I do think it's a muscle you can strengthen and build Oh, you know, it, it makes me think of a client too. So if, if you, let's say, so I do one hour consults, I do charge for them now. And there've been a few in the beginning I didn't, but I do now. And, and there've been a, a couple where, you know, I was going in and super excited about the project and to meet them. Um, it was a great address Excited about the the property and the potential, and then I did a one hour consult, and then didn't hear anything after that. That you didn't develop right away into a bigger project, and then they came. And then they came back later. So it just, but but what I did do in the meantime was put them on my mailing list and just touch base with them from time to time, send them little updates. Yeah. Um, so and it was you know it's those little things where it's just I do think it's and I had a, a business coach at one point. Um, she was really great about suggesting this too. just send a little note in the mail. Like, oh, I saw, I saw, you know, it, it could be something as silly as like, oh, you know, I know you love um, tulips and um, like da- daffodils, yeah, right? Yeah. And the daffodils are up. And I was just thinking of you happy spring. Hope you and your family are well. Completely right? true.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can't, I there's so many times a project has sprouted from a little gesture like that with a client that I just haven't seen in five years or,
3: you know, 10 years. Yeah. So, I th- and that's persistence because it takes time. You have to stop and write the note. <laughs> and, right. Um, so, but I do think, um, I think persistence. So I do try to be really disciplined in terms of, um, every Friday have a fabric related post, I call it fabric Friday, or, you know, once a month, try to get an e-blast out. So, and it can be, um, you know, okay, I've got a new blog post up, or I have a new design out or a new project I'd like to share, or, uh, you know, the content can vary, but just really trying to have at least a once a month touch point. Um, so that, Takes discipline. I had to do an editorial calendar and sit down and yeah. map it out for the year and put it on my calendar, and and it wasn't. Uh, it what's the word? It didn't in the beginning. It was it was more work yeah. uh, in terms of oh I have to remember to do it. Good thing it was on my calendar. And that, and now to your point about a muscle, now it is more sort of oh it's Fabric Friday. It's not, not a big deal. It, it's just sort of rote um, and part of what I do on Fridays. Uh, but it did take, it did take time to, I guess, to strengthen that muscle. Well, in a
0: way, I guess, uh, you know, that could be a sort of a mirror of our businesses as well and all the different protocols and systems and strategies we put into place. They're always difficult at the beginning, but after a while, it just seems like it's the only way to do things. Um, right. what in your business is, transformed these days? Like, have you noticed an improvement in a system or a protocol or a strategy that you really are happy about?
3: Yes. Um, so first of all, rates. <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> me I mean guess. They haven't gone down. They've gone no. up. Good.
3: So I did increase my rates and your podcast and, um, this community has been such a great champion of raise your rates and, you know, and if somebody says no, well then maybe they weren't the right client to begin with. Right. But I've been pleasantly surprised. I just, uh, raised my rates in 2021 and that one person said no. Um, and I have a lot of repeat business and I, I was worried and I asked a couple other designers, do you raise your rates if it's an existing client or do you only raise your rates when you've raised them for new clients? And I had several different points of view on that. I took a risk, and I had a couple of clients this month who wanted to come back and start another project. Um, we worked together last year, the, and and I said, "Okay, I've, I hope it's not a deal breaker." Though I need to let you know, I've raised my rates, and so that step, that strat- strategy, that um, important step in making. Earning a living, right? uh, Right. There is that, uh, right? Um, It's it was it's totally fine. So so just do it. If you're thinking about it, just just do it. Just try it. Um, I was pleasantly surprised at how easy it's been.
0: And I love that you you're you're not saying that you it wasn't scary. You're not saying that you no. were positive. It would be great, but you had that fear and you did it anyway. So just prior to this call, I did um, a Zoom consultation with clients and it's a flat fee project and you know, it doesn't matter what the project is, but when it comes time to say the flat fee, uh, I still find it really scary. So anyway, I I really hemmed and hawed. I know it should be 75, but maybe 50 sounds better. This is all in my head, you know. So I know enough now that to give the number that sounds... To give the correct number. Don't give a lower number. So anyway, I said, you know... Um, you know, based on the conversation, the scope of work, uh, it sounds to me like you're looking at design fees in the neighborhood of $75,000. How does that sound? And they went, yeah, great. And it was kind of like, yeah, no problem. And I was like, so I said, did I say 75? I meant 155. And they started laughing. But you know, when they say, yeah, great, it means you're probably low. You probably went right. low, right? Right. So it's a work in progress, it's for sure. But uh, right. but you don't have to have no fear to, to do the hard thing.
3: No, it's totally, if you're thinking about it, just do it, just try it. I think you'll be really surprised. Um, the other thing I did was your contract. I bought your contract template and I, I had one that was previously that I was using and it was fine. And there were always questions around purchasing and sharing discounts and not always, but sometimes. And, and I went back and I took a good hard look at my contract around the holidays and I thought, you know, I don't really articulate as well as I should probably how all of that works or could work. And so I, I redid my bought your contract template and I revamped my contract. So thank you. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> but, that's great. Thank you. That's fantastic. Like honestly,
0: those things keep business of design running and we have so many projects and initiatives that we want to work on. Like we are just desperate to get into schools and to provide training for um, teachers to, to do oh a better goodness. job of teaching business to the students, like to start talking about on day one, what kind of salary are you going to earn? How are you going to earn profit? How are you build wealth so you can retire one day? I mean, those are just not right. even close to being in the curriculum yet. And, and if you went to any business school, you would know all about that. And what is this if
3: it isn't a business? Right. And it's so, it's so needed. And this whole idea, you're such a great champion of this, of how you need to value your time. And so I, I also started tracking, um, my time. So that's another strategy and tool, I I guess you could say, but, um, I started that last year and when I started adding up, I had a few flat fee projects that I had taken on. And I, so the the fee, the number was already negotiated and set. And I thought to myself, you know, I haven't done too many of these yet. Is my number close? Are they, you know, is it? is it a fair price basically? And then when I started tracking my time, I, Kimberly, I was like, oh my gosh, they got such a good deal. Right? <laughs> i totally yeah. under, under charge. So, yeah. uh, but so time tracking too. Um,
0: that is one of the biggest really important challenges in convincing people who do flat fees to track their hours. They don't want to, uh, the whole reason I do flat fees is because I don't want to track hours. And I'm like, great, but you have this limited resource of time. And you have to figure out if you're giving away too much of this time, of your resource right. of time, right? And the only right. way to do that is to know how long it took you to do the job, like, period. Right. So there's just no shortcuts, you know? Honestly, there's so many easier ways to earn a living but this is a, this right. is, right. But you can earn a really great living doing this. Like you should not yep. be doing this job for 20,000, 30,000 a year. It's not worth no. it. No, there's other no. places to go. No.
3: Yeah. And, and not being, I'm thinking now too about the whole idea of charging for your time, not being afraid to, there was one project where the contractor suggested a different, um, basically he changed the, the design vision, if you will, and instead of uh, having sinks uh, undermount, he decided he thought they would be, look really cool if they were on top of the countertop. And right, and oh so my they God, were. My face. <laughs> what <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So, and so I, I know. Deep breath. So, and when I got the call, well, f- the first call I got was from the client saying the faucets don't work. And I thought to myself, well, how is that possible? Because I selected them hand in hand with somebody I trust at my local, the supplier uh, where I purchased them from. We went through every piece of that project. I thought, I'm like, how could they not fit? I don't understand. So it was a Saturday, of course. And I was scrambling then, stopped what I was doing with my family, scrambled to research the specs on the sinks. I'm like, I just, this doesn't make any sense. Anyway, long story short, learned, the the faucets were fine. It was the installer who changed course, wow. which then led to a change. So we had to return and there was a restocking fee and all that. And so I sent the client a bill. I said, here's my, here's my time. And there is a restocking fee.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, and then you'll get some credit, but by the time you take out and, and they were, they couldn't believe there's a restocking fee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's important to have that in the contract, right? Yep. There it is right there because the suppliers charge us a restocking fee. I don't put that restocking fee in my pocket. I have to pay it. And the reason you don't have to give 100% of the money is because I have a good relationship with the supplier and they're only charging you 30% instead of 70%, right? right? Right. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. I just I think a podcast where we just tell those stories is just the best, right? Because every oh my day, every week we're all dealing with stuff like that. So, what have you put something in place so that can never happen again? Like contractors cannot change something you specified or else it creates a huge problem.
3: So, that's a really good point. Um, have I changed the contract? I have to go back and look at my, are you do- my so you're not doing, So
0: <laughs> you're not, you weren't doing
3: the purchasing.
0: Uh,
3: yes, I did on that one.
0: I did. So how did he change the sink then if you did the purchasing? So he,
3: okay. That's a great question. Um, he, I did all the purchasing except for the countertop. He wanted to bring in his countertop person. So when they went to, so he could, so he had the ability to control, he was scheduling the measure and um, for the install for the countertop. So he, so he, that was how it happened. Um, So I was not involved in that piece. He was basically the contractor on site and it was his um, countertop person. So he could change the countertop, no problem. And, the, and that was, uh, the he worked with the clients directly on that, that aspect of the purchasing. So if
0: he changed, he could change the countertop, but the sink wasn't part of the countertop. They were supposed to be undermount.
3: Yeah. So but, we were just going
0: to have them, yeah. So he also then ordered the sink? No, I ordered the sinks. But how did he end up with an overmount sink then?
3: Um, so they are actually these really... Um, cool they're made of uh it's a lightweight concrete they're mm-hmm. like trough sinks oh beautiful but so the and supplier
0: who, who the person who who supplied the trough
3: sink so i purchased them for i purchased them on behalf of a client um their native trails is the manufacturer okay and then where, who, where did the countertop come from countertop was through their contractor and their contractor's countertop person so how did he switch so, the native trail sink? So the sinks could be, they can be either they can be un, un, installed under mount oh, or on top. I you see. have the flexibility you, to install them I however see, you want. I see,
0: he just made the yeah. judgment to install it differently. Ah, it's the same Correct. sink. Okay. Correct. Oh okay. I was super confused. I thought he ordered one of those old, you know, fashioned with a lip sink
3: that you drop in, like a drop-in sink, which are pain to nope. clean and ugh. nope. No. So you can install the sink either way. Ah. And we originally thought they would be under mount. So the fixtures were fine at the height that they were at. So when you put it on top, they had to be much taller.
0: (laughs) Wow. Lesson learned. Did you go back to the contractor and say,
3: uh, here's the thing. (laughs) Um, so I, um, I talked with the client directly about it Mm -hmm. and they, they basically, he was their contractor that they recommended. Uh, right. So that's another lesson learned, right? So yeah. recommend the contractors that, um, you know, and trust and work with, yeah. um, this client want, chose to bring in their contractor. Yeah, that's fine. And just, you know, the, then, yeah.
0: the next time you have a client who wants to bring in their contractor, tell them that story and just say, it's perfectly fine. Here's the kind of things that could happen. And right. if you want to be responsible for that, no problem. We are happy to work with anybody. You say that so nicely. <laughs> well, you know, once you have a few battle scars, you know, how many times does that have to happen before it's really clear to you it's a bad idea to, to separate the team? It has right. to be one team, right? In fact, I just, right. we're working on a commercial project and normally in commercial projects, you would tender um, the the work out to three different contractors. And then you would present those three contractors bids to the board of directors and they would choose one. And I right. told them, you know, I'm happy to do that, but honest to God, I know the contractor who should do this job. He'll be the guy in price in the middle. He won't be the most expensive. He won't be the least expensive. It'll save so much time. Could we just skip all that nonsense? And they go, yep, great. Do it. So I'm like, awesome. <laughs> um, You know, because I, that person, that contractor is going to come back five years later when there's a problem and fix it. He's not going right. to be out of business and he's not going to be not returning right. my calls. And yeah, I don't know. Right. It's a, it's a tough right. business. Hmm. That's an interesting thing to have gone through.
3: Well, and I also heard, you know, I'm, I remember, um, reading somewhere, another designer, I think he's out in California and I can't remember which firm it was, but he was talking about how he works with contractors and how basically if a client wants to bring in their own contractor, that's fine. Like you said, no problem. And he charges an additional percentage. Mm -hmm. It's like, because he says, I don't know.
1: Right. (laughs) He's like, I
3: don't, I I can't vouch for their work. It's going to take me more time because we don't know each other. We haven't worked together before Mm -hmm. it, it, that, that was his business justification of it. It's basically more time and more work for me to learn how to work with your contractor. So I certainly can, but there is an additional fee.
0: Right. Interesting. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's further disincentive or it's payment. So you can deal with the headaches that are going to happen, you know, and the truth is sometimes we work with somebody's contractor and they're great. Like I did a project through two, three years ago and I have a new contractor that I love working with now in the country where we have a, where we do some projects. And I'm just so grateful. He's like a great contractor in an area that doesn't have a lot of great
3: contractors. So sometimes yeah. it works out. Yeah. It's a good, sounds like a good find. Well, and there, I had a friend who she did a kitchen renovation and I did not work for her on the design. She actually um, did the design work herself. She has a great eye and she was, she's really, she, she very capable of doing it. Um, and she loved her contractor. And so I got his number. <laughs> I said, <Yeah>. Basically, <laughs> if you're that happy with him, and she's very particular too, I then that's a contractor I, I would trust. Um, and and now we've worked on a few jobs together. He's great. That's good. Actually, that's a really good
0: point. You You know, sometimes we get our best leads from people who aren't designers, but have used a service and have been really happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you know, if you're sitting, if you're listening and you're sitting on some trades who aren't your A team, but rather they're your B team or your C team, don't settle for that. Start looking for the new ones. Cause I've, in my experience, if they're a B or a C, sometimes they get worse, not better.
3: That's like a really good point. Yes. And also people get busy. So right now I'm actually looking for, um, a couple other photographers to add to my roster. I love, I've been working with two primarily, to date and I love both of them they they get busy they book up and so I just think it's always helpful to um and that's that's one of my other goals this year is to build the network right so if I ha- even if I have a couple wonderful partners in an area um I want to add a couple more
0: What partners are you looking for?
3: Well photog- photographers photographers installers. and and then also wallpaper installers so there are, I, you know, I was telling my daughter, she's 16, and I said to her the other day, I said, if you want to own your own business, you know, <laughs> meet people, see different kinds of places and homes, all think about and make a, a good living, think about being a wallpaper installer. There aren't that many of them here, Kimberly. No, I
0: know. And imagine if you were really good at it and you trained a couple people under you. You know, the business model I always think about, too, we have this company that we use um, who hangs all of our artwork. And they come in with two people and laser level machines or whatever. And everything you need to hang anything, whether you're drilling through concrete or, you know, if, if you need, if it's a huge heavy mirror and you have to build a brace at the back, they have all the tools they need everything. And so they come in, you know, on the morning of an installation and they might be there eight hours, but at the end of eight hours, everything is hanging. Everything is level. Everything is done and it's perfect. Like I think what an amazing model. I love it. I love it. And efficient. Yeah. And they are flying now all over the world. People are hiring them and then sending them to Barbados to do installations because there's just not that many of them. Wow. So 2021, you raised your rates, you changed your contract, you're focusing on building better collaborations, Well, that seems like enough. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, so what else are you doing? But I don't know.
3: Is there, what else? Yeah. Yeah. So I am trying to build out the roster for trees, and, uh, and then I did hire somebody. I hired an assistant, basically an office manager, um, right-hand person. She's, um, uh, I still do all of the design work. She, um, I actually think she sells herself short. I think she has a great design eye. She has not been trained prof- professionally or academically in interior design. She has a great eye. And anyway, she basically said, uh, um, she approached me last year to help me out. She knew I was getting busy. And it's a funny story. She's actually also a former client. <laughs> so, no. Yes, yeah, she is. And, and with COVID her, um, job situation changed last year. And she, um, and she was interested in making a, uh, doing something completely different from what she has been doing professionally. And so she kept asking me if she could work with me. And, and I finally decided, well, I, I better hire somebody because I can't do it all. And I don't have to do it all. Um, so, you know, all those things that, I, Kate Haugen, can easily delegate that. that It doesn't have to be done by me personally. Um, And when I started making a list of what that was, what that looked like, um, then I decided I should really just...
0: What was on the list of the the things that you didn't need to do yourself?
3: Oh, I mean, it's everything from... So marketing. So I have a mailing list. I haven't updated it in over a year. Um, I Returning samples, uh, right? Um, Picking up. samples, (laughs) samples, <laughs> going to source. Uh, okay. I know I need a teal green performance fabric from this furniture maker locally. Can you just go and check out from their library? What, what are the closest to this paint swatch color, fabric samples, all of those. Uh, and then also on the purchasing side. So we just wrapped up a project where the client we did a design guide for them, they signed off, uh, signed off on it. So then we we're moving into purchasing. Okay. Check the trade discounts, check the stock, check the availability, do the budget, run the spreadsheet, run the numbers so I can get back to them with, okay, we can handle all the purchasing here's. And then minus, um, I share the discount now minus the discount. Here's one check you need to write to me. <laughs> and so she helped with all of that. I didn't. So it was just such a time saver. I, it's the best thing. I know it's only February, right? Um, <laughs> but she started like, yep. Like, what took me so long? And why, how did I live without her? before this? Right. Uh, just one month in, it's just been a huge, huge help.
0: Well, it sounds like she's doing real, real tasks that have real value to clients. And so you're billing, you're billing oh clients for her time as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. So nothing but blue skies ahead for 2021. I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but you know, our business feels all of us, for all of us, it feels like we're on the right side of this economy, whatever, whatever's happening out there. Um, and, uh, it looks like it could just, we could just coast through this one. Wouldn't that be nice to get a pass on the chaos for a change? That would be amazing. Yeah. Can it really happen? Well, (laughs) I yeah. I mean, I I was totally thinking, oh, we're going to have a terrible economic downturn. Like, it's going to be really bad. And it still might happen, I suppose. But even if it happens, it feels like clients were stuck at home so long, they're just looking around and saying, we are going to need some help with this place. Right. And if they haven't called yet, they're going to call because they're still not leaving home. <laughs> they're
1: still <Right>. at home.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I do think, I don't know what you, um, what your thoughts are, but as working virtually too, I am, I've been surprised at how much I you can do virtually. And yes, it's so helpful to go to a client's home and, um, you know, especially if they're just refreshing an area of their existing home, just to see already what's there and get a better sense of, you know, for their style and, um, how they are living in, in the space. Yes. It's great to see all that in person. And I've been amazed at how much you can do through FaceTime or a zoom call.
0: Right? I know. It's I I don't I think things will be changed forever after this. I think yeah. we'll we're just going to become more efficient. I mean, I just feel like I can get a lot done in a day because I'm not jumping in and out of a car to go places. Right. Right. But I really would like a haircut, honestly, and some <laughs> hair color. So <laughs> I did break down and go to the salon. I had to. I just. Did you? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking oh, I about it. I'm I really thinking to. about it. I, it's, it's hard to decide, right? There's part of me, I don't want to be COVID shamed because there's that, right? You, you don't want people to be like, oh, that's a risk you shouldn't take. But on the other hand, I'm starting to look like a troll. So something must you be done. You look great, Kimberly. <laughs> you look fabulous. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay. So every episode ends with uh, design intervention. What comes to mind?
3: Yes. It's okay to say no. It's people I've been surprised at how, you know, we're, I think so many of us are people pleasers, right? We're in the business of yeah. keeping people happy, making them happy, um, happy in their homes and with their homes. And so I hate to tell people no. Uh, and And it's totally okay to say no or to say, you know what? I can't this month, but I would love to work with you next month. Let's get something on the calendar for next month.
0: Yeah, it's okay to be busy too, right? To say we're just yeah. swamped and so we're looking at April for the next appointment or whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are top three things? Just really rapid fire. Top three things, top three reasons to say no.
3: Because you, quality work, right? Mm-hmm. If you stretch yourself too thin, then I'd be concerned is the work of the caliber and quality that I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Burnout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to burn out. I want to keep loving this this work. And I think, gosh, the third thing,
0: I don't know. Um, not a client fit. Not a project that you're enthusiastic about. Um,
3: yeah, and is it a? Is it a project that you? Is, I just think wanting to, whatever the project is, however big or small it is, wanting it to be your best work, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and wanting it hopefully to be something that you would be proud to have photographed and yeah. to share with other people to help you grow your business. So sometimes if it's a 911 call and, you know, that 911 call, that's, I, I, you know, I'd love to help most uh, many people <laughs> but but that 911 call doesn't have to be my 911 emergency i don't have to drop everything to help that um that person who suddenly because their contractor said they need to select x y and z and they totally forgot or they you know it's last minute and can i please 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 help them and you know what if i do that then other projects might suffer or mm. and I'll, and that will stress me out so um and throw my schedule it, you know Um, wreak havoc on my schedule. So I think it's okay to say no. I think it's okay to um, ask people to wait and um, you don't have to, as much as we are, can be people pleasers. You don't have to take on somebody else's problem just because they are having a challenging and a challenging situation Um, doesn't have to be yours too.
0: Such, such good advice. Thank you so, so much and continued success in 2021. I'm excited to see what's ahead for you. Thank you. Well, I hope we all get to meet at one of the um, the conferences one day. We'll oh, see. Please. I know. We're just like, could we plan something now? We keep like <laughs> right. now? How about now? Maybe now? It's right. really, yeah. We're we're all waiting. Let's hope there's vaccines for everybody and we uh, will all be together yes. soon for sure. Yes. With Suzanne
3: Manlove too. Yes. will have to be there please. too. Please. <laughs> so. I'm a new red hair if I ever get it. We'll see if I'm brave enough.
0: <laughs> all righty. Stay well. All right.
3: Thanks, Kimberly.
2: Thanks so much. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today.